0: This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for tuning in. A little later in the program, we're going to talk with Ned Stabler. He's the Vice President for Economic Development in Wayne State and President and CEO of TechTown. We'll talk about economic growth and development here in the city of Detroit with him. We'll also talk about the Concert of Colors coming up, and we'll have a special guest, legendary Detroit musician Don Was, will be here. So you're going to want to stay tuned. For both of those segments But up first, Republicans are getting ready to go to Cleveland next week For their national convention The GOP is expected to hand Donald Trump the party's nomination for president He is the person who got the most delegates Through the primaries and the caucuses this spring Some cite hateful rhetoric toward Muslims, Mexicans, and others As a reason to say Trump shouldn't get the nomination Even though he has the most votes Others say he's not a true conservative at all and doesn't represent the party's ideals. And just maybe others are just concerned that he can't win in November. My next two guests are going to be in Cleveland next week, trying to convince fellow Republicans to select someone else as their party's nominee. Wendy Day is a GOP delegate from here in Michigan, and Rory Cooper is managing director with Purple Strategies and senior advisor to the Never Trump PAC Wendy and Rory, welcome to Detroit today.
1: Good morning. Glad yeah. to be here. Good morning.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's start with this. The Rules Committee is meeting this week in uh, in Cleveland. Maybe today, I think. Uh, talking about how uh, how the, the 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 process is going to work next week uh, in in Cleveland. Is this the last opportunity to really shift things in a way that you could? sort of depose a candidate who won uh, who won the primary process, or do you still have uh, opportunity next week? Rory, I'll start with you. Well, this week is
2: obviously the best opportunity. We think that um, our view of it is that the ability to get a minority report out of the Rules Committee uh, requires 28 votes, and we believe that we can get those 28 votes in order for it to uh, force a full vote on the floor, which would put Uh, the anti-Trump delegates into the position of being able to have majority vote. And that's what we've really wanted all along. Is it the last chance? No. Is it the best chance? Yes. And we think that there's been a strong case made uh, since the primary ended. This is not about relitigating the primary, but about um, just since the primary ended, whether it was Trump praising Saddam Hussein or the anti-Semitism that he tolerated on his uh, social media media, or how he um, went after the Mexican-American judge, uh, we think there's plenty, of, uh, there's plenty of capital there to be able to say we need to select someone else in uh, Cleveland.
0: Roy, that's an interesting point. You're, you're not arguing uh, the, about the primaries. You're saying that he has essentially forfeited his claim to the nomination since then through his own behavior. Well, that's right. And this is, this is about
2: him as a person and as a character, his own character, and it's also about the party as a whole. He has proven um, just in recent months that he does not have the character or the uh, um, the trustworthiness to uh, have the nomination. He's also proven that he's not going to be supporting the party. He's not going to be giving the state parties the resources that a, a traditional candidate would to be able to win down-ballot tickets. Yeah. He just this uh, morning said that he does not care if the Senate maintains its hold Republican hold on the majority. Uh, this is not somebody that the Republican Party should feel any obligation towards, uh, because he feels no obligation towards us.
0: Yeah. Uh, Wendy Day, a GOP delegate from here in Michigan. Talk about uh, how you approach this. Uh, are you a pledged delegate, uh, first of all, and how will you handle that, in Cleveland next week?
1: Well, I was elected as a Cruz delegate. Okay. And um, per Michigan GOP rules, I'm now unbound. Uh, There is a movement afoot that um, is making a strong case for the fact that actually we are all unbound per the delegate's uh, rules and the convention rules, unless those rules change and bind us, which has only happened once. Yeah. So when I look at this, I share the same concerns that Trump isn't necessarily... um, He's not as committed to us as he's asking us to be committed to him. And, and that includes his voting record. That includes his um, donations, his campaign finance donations. That includes his ideals and platform. And it includes how he's running his campaign. Um, I think, you know, I look at it this way. We are engaged to Donald Trump. Um, that's what the primary <laughs> voters have done. They have engaged us to Donald Trump. But it's up to the delegates. It's our sacred duty to look at all the facts. Until you say facts. I do,
0: right? <laughs> that's
1: right. We have not done. And, and I in, in looking at all the facts that have come out, even in the last month, um, I think it's becoming more and more clear that this engagement is not a great idea. He's like the dangerous guy with a motorcycle that looks really great in the summer, uh, and you want to run away with him, but at the end of the day... Um, you wake up and think maybe this is not a really great choice. <laughs> so I, I think really that's what's happening and I know you know a lot of people he's tapped into the anger that people feel about a Washington that hasn't accomplished what they said they were going to the Republicans in particular haven't done what they said they were going to do. So I understand why people are supporting Donald Trump. Um, I also understand that he won mostly open uh, open primary states which meant a lot of independents and Democrats crossed over and voted for him and so, So I'm not even sure there's estimates that up to 12 million independents and Democrats voted for Donald Trump. And you're going to hear everybody say, well, he's run away with it. Well, he hasn't actually. In fact, when Senator Cruz suspended his campaign... Trump had about 10 million votes, and Senator Cruz had 7 million votes. So it's not exactly the runaway election that they're painting it to be for him. And it was a crowded field. So I think there, you know, nothing about this uh, election cycle has been um, has been typical or traditional. And so I think we need to embrace that at the convention and really do what's right for our country and put America first. Yeah.
0: Uh, What's interesting to me though is this idea. I mean, we we always hear from from Uh, Candidates and their supporters uh, in elections the reasons why they lost and the reasons why that loss doesn't translate into finality that that in other words well you know really it was this and that and uh, there are good reasons to sort of second guess. Do you do you worry about the message you would be sending to voters. Uh, by saying, well, you know, we went through this entire process. This is the process we've used for decades to select the nominee. I can't think of the last time that uh, that uh, the nominee was not somebody who got the majority of votes in the, in the primary and, and caucus process. Do you worry about saying to people, your votes didn't matter? And that not just to Trump voters— But to everybody else, I mean, everyone else went to the polls understanding what the process Mm -hmm. was and what the rules were, that if you got to a certain number of delegates, you get the nomination. Mm -hmm. Upsetting that now, Uh does that that violate some sort of faith people have, not just in the party— but in the whole process.
1: Look, there's no doubt that we've got a lot of educating to do. You know, a lot of people think that we're a democracy, where a majority rules, and we're not. We're a representative republic, and our party is set up like a representative republic with checks and balances. But most people don't know that, and they don't understand, you know, if, if it's only by the primary vote, then why have a convention, right? It's the same kind of flip. And, the, and the, the thing is, we have these checks and balances in place for such a time as this, for such a time as a nominee sneaks through because he had 100 percent name ID, and has been around, run for president. This is his third time running for president. (laughs) And, you know, everyone knew who he was, and they're mad as heck. And he, and we had a crowded field. So, and this really isn't about Senator Cruz or any particular candidate. And I think we've been really consistent about that, because um, it it can't be. And, And I also think that it's important for me to, I don't know for sure 100% what the best thing is. I think that we are faced with um, a really bad situation and we're trying to figure out how to make the best of it and how to uh, move forward. And, and I've been really prayerful that, um, that we can find that unity again under a banner. But I know for sure we're not going to find it under Donald Trump. Uh, and I and I have uh, grave concerns that he will not beat Hillary, and that he will destroy the Republican brand mm. um, and what we stand for, which already is is tough enough to get out in message.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Wendy Day. She is a GOP delegate from here in Michigan, headed to Cleveland next week for the Republican National Convention. Uh, also on the line, Rory Cooper, managing director director with Purple Strategies, and senior advisor to the Never Trump pack. We're talking about the Dump Trump movement. Uh, Brass tax time for the people who say Trump should not be the nominee of the Republican Party. The Republican National Convention is next week. Uh, The Rules Committee is meeting this week. This is the opportunity, if they're going to do something, to change uh, the person at the top of the ticket or get a movement really started for next week uh, to do that. Uh, Give us a call if you want to join the conversation. Are you a Republican who voted for a another candidate who thinks this makes a lot of sense, that uh, that that deposing Donald Trump uh, at the convention, despite the votes that he got during the primary and caucus season, uh, is the right thing to do. Uh, if you were a Republican who voted for Donald Trump, uh, are you offended by this idea that somehow your vote won't have mattered if uh, somebody else ends up with the nomination? Uh, what do you think should happen? What do you think the Republicans should be doing with their presidential nominee? 313 1019 is... Is the number three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. Rory uh, Cooper, uh, talk to me about. Uh, you know, there's been some criticism of the of the dump Trump uh, movement for not identifying an alternative. In other words, uh, if you are going to get rid of Donald Trump, where do you go? Uh, do you go to one of the other candidates who got a lot of votes uh, during the primary and caucus season? Uh, and 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 try to put them at the top of the ticket. Do you go to somebody who wasn't in the race at all as a way of sort of gaining new uh, support, getting everybody to think fresh? Uh, either way, we haven't heard a lot definitively about how that sort of comes together or what path people are thinking they would take uh, to that to that place? Uh, uh, talk about from your chair, uh, this idea of an alternative, how important it is, and how you come up with one.
2: So that any better than Wendy when it comes to w- how the votes of the primary voters uh, matter. They matter significantly, and they got Donald Trump into a position where he should be getting the nomination. The odds are still in his favor, uh, but he has proven since he got, uh, since he got uh, the support necessary to move forward as the presumptive nominee that he is— uh, unwilling to be that leader. In fact, if he had not done some of the things that he's done since Indiana, uh, the the delegates in Cleveland would have had a much harder time deposing him as the nominee. I think that when you're looking at an alternative, um, you know, I've heard that a lot and the the problem is is that this is not a binary choice. This is a referendum and if you put up, whether it's um, one of the candidates who ran like Ted Cruz or John Kasich or you put up somebody from the outside, like a Senator Sasse, um, who has been named often. The problem is, is that it becomes a binary choice when that's just not really the case. And it makes the job of trying to make your case and make your argument on why Donald Trump does not fit to be the nominee that much harder. I believe that if the delegates are given the opportunity to vote on the floor, uh, that you will lose. And if that's the case and it goes to a second ballot, you will see leaders step up and say, we are willing to lead the void. One of the things that we're looking at right now is, you know, you you mentioned the voters who will feel disenfranchised by a move like this. Well, we've passed the point of there not being voters who are upset in the Republican Party. (laughs) The decision now is what is in the long-term interest of not only keeping the party as it is, but growing it. You're looking at polls right now that show Republicans losing in demographics that they've won every election cycle since 1956 we have to make a choice on who which part of the electorate is going to be angry and right now the the part for in the best interest of growing the party is to make the few people who really feel adamantly that donald trump uh, is going to be the nominee unfortunately they they will be upset and there's no denying that and we will have to find a leader on the second or third ballot that does the best job possible to unify and bring them back into the fold while also attracting new voters. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, got a lot of folks on the phones want to talk about this. Let's go to Nash in Detroit. Nash, welcome to Detroit Today.
3: Yeah, hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, very, very quick, a uh, couple of points. Number one is that like what uh, made Obama win in 2008, is actually the white people. If you put all the groups that Trump offended, they want to make the 50% plus one vote that you need to in order to win the presidency.
0: Sure. It's really
3: up to the white democrats to, to tell us what they think. But number two is regarding if your vote mattered or not. Um, well, the Republican Party are in front of two difficult choices, either to upset those who voted for them or those who didn't because of all this racist remark? And there's a, there's a very quick third point uh, regarding the uh, angry votes. Since when anger? I don't know even how is that even an argument. Since when our anger made you make the right choice? Yeah. Um, it's a, you either break something or or, or spoil something. You know, it Doesn't make sense that you just because you're angry, you made the right choice. Uh, and the other thing, the other day, someone was telling that's what my gut feeling is is telling me to vote for Trump. Well, guess what? Your your gut is full of. You, can, you cannot you cannot make that uh, decision based on just a quick emotional state that doesn't make any sense
0: yeah uh nash thank you very much uh for the call uh let's go to Kerry in detroit carrie welcome to detroit mm-hmm. today thanks for taking my call sure uh,
4: a couple of elections ago presidential elections ago we uh ended up with george w bush as the president uh despite what the voters wanted um and then that thing went through a whole lot of technicalities and then up in the supreme court and i don't know i think the that that uh, Al Gore, I think he won his case there. Even when we look at what happened down in Florida with that thing that happened there with the, the votes, the hanging chaps, whatever the case was, <laughs> it seems like that we woke up that morning and found out that the person i a, uh, uh, voted for Al Gore then, uh, a lot of us, we woke up and found out that our, the candidate that had the most votes did not win the presidency because of some you know, technicalities or some rule changes. So I basically, what I'm saying is that I think these Republicans who are this stop Trump, dump Trump, whatever this movement is, I think they need to pardon, the expression, suck it up, and deal with it,
0: just like we had to suck it up. And we deal had to take George W. Bush, George Bush. right? Kerry, <laughs> uh, thanks very much for uh, calling and making that point. Uh, Wendy and Rory, uh, w- w- what you hear and what Kerry's saying there, I think is is getting at what I was asking earlier: is this idea of undermining. The, uh, the, the the faith that people put in votes and, and the 2000 election is is a good example in a lot of ways. Uh, the reason that George W. Bush won the election uh, that year was because that's the way the rules work right uh, The electoral college matters. More than the popular vote does. Uh, that's the way uh, that that our system is set up. And w- if you didn't like it, you had to sort of just uh, go along and say, "Well, that's the system we have. I don't like the outcome, but uh, you know, let's let's move forward." Why isn't this the same? situation with Donald Trump, that uh, we have had this process in place uh, for decades, that the, the primaries and the caucuses are the way that you choose uh, uh, a nominee. Why, why Why shouldn't you just, uh, as Kerry says, suck it up? One day I'll start with you.
1: Well, that election um, results ended up in court. So sure. there it wasn't just a suck it up. They went to court and that was the final say. And again, it was another checks and balances that was put in place. So for us the convention is a checks and balances you talk to me after the convention you know i'm not never trump and i'm not never trump because i dislike hillary with a passion that burns in my my soul (laughs) um i don't trust her with my military serving husband and son and i think she's a criminal um so i can't be never trump because of that however um I will do everything I can at convention to make sure that we have a better ticket that has a better chance to beat her. And that's part of that never Hillary stance that I take. So I, there will come a time when we will have to, quote unquote, suck it up or figure out some other option, but we're not there yet. So we you'd have to convention. So
0: you'd vote for Trump in November if he's the nominee.
1: You know, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I can tell you one thing. I am a never, never Hillary and I will not do anything to help her win.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Rory Cooper, talk about why you shouldn't just uh, have to suck it up uh, because this is the this is what voters decided. Yeah,
2: I mean the the the, the question isn't whether or not the primary um, process shouldn't be respected. It should be. It's what got us to Cleveland and where we are right now. Like I said, Donald Trump is in the best position to win because of that process. But as Wendy uh, correctly points out, the convention exists for a reason. Uh, we it's not uh, simply to have a. A a television event is there because the party uh, is a private organization designed to give the the nominee of the party gets a lot of resources as the nominee. They get the fundraising apparatus. They get the beyond every ballot in all 50 states. They get the full weight and power of every grassroots individual that has signed their name up as a member of the party, helping them get elected there's an obligation of the nominee to not only for for us to respect the process, but for the nominee to also respect the party and what comes with it. And what we've seen from Donald Trump is that that respect doesn't exist. And so I believe right now the Donald Trump campaign is not even whipping for support in Cleveland. Uh, Much like everything else in uh, the campaign so far, he's outsourced it to other people. The RNC is doing the bidding. And we believe that if, the RNC allows there to be a vote on the floor, uh, Donald Trump will lose that vote. And, and, and frankly, if he were to not lose that vote, it would only make him a stronger candidate. So if he believes that they can win the vote, if he believes uh, you know, that he has the support that we keep discussing, then he should, then he should support having that vote because he's mm-hmm. either stronger on the outside of it or the Republican Party uh, dodges a bullet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's go to Peter in Detroit. Peter, welcome to Detroit Today.
5: Hey there. Great discussion you have here today. Thank you, sir. Uh, now, uh, I, I will say to both Wendy and Roy, I am a Democrat, and, and we'll say these, will give you this, part of me wants to do like Kerry and say, ha ha, suck it up, but <laughs> there's another part of me, Wendy, that, that you know... Wants to go out with that chick on the motorcycle and see how that works. Because you know, I always did the right thing. I'm a good Catholic uh, kid. I want to I wanna hang out with her for a while.
1: But you can date her. Just don't get don't married. Don't marry
5: her, right? <laughs> oh, boy, well, you are such a mom. I am.
1: Here's the thing. The, this
5: points to a larger problem, and that is that we have outsourced far too much of the process of choosing our leadership to private organizations. And unfortunately, we let those two private organizations then set rules that made it so other private clubs can't play. <laughs> because the American Taxpayers Party on the right, the Greens on the left, the Libertarians, wherever they are, the Democratic Socialists or Communists, they can't get on the ballots all over the place. And the Republican and Democratic parties have made it so that only they get to play. And they have turned what used to be a, a, a meeting where we decide who do we want to put up the best of our people, who's our best person that we want to get to be the leader of the country, into a coronation for the one who goes through this beauty contest through a number of places. <laughs> and, and, this, and this isn't working. We, we need to, whatever happens at the, at the fall, the Democrats and Republicans need to decide, look, this is not the way we should be doing things.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know. Peter, thanks very much uh, mm-hmm. for that call. Uh, Wendy uh, Day and Rory Cooper, I'll give you the last word uh, about what, uh, what Peter said there.
1: Yeah, I think that we need more political parties, not less. Um, and, um, I agree that we have to, uh, I think we have to close our primaries. Um, if you want to have a say in what the Republicans put forward, then be a Republican. Then you
0: should be a Republican. That's right. Participate in exactly. the party beyond showing up to vote.
1: Exactly. And I think that's a good first step that's been, people have been resisting, but it's time. And I think that more parties will make everybody stronger, um, and that we need to return that power, um, you know, back to lower levels yeah. of within our, within our
0: country. Yeah. Uh, Rory Cooper.
2: Uh, well, I would only say that the only area I differ is I think that this party is better off or this country is better off with a strong Republican Party, a mm-hmm. strong Republican Party that can defeat Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. that can stand for the rule of law, that can stand for school choice, that can stand for better wages and better jobs, that can articulate why conservatism matters. Right. There are a lot of leaders within the Republican Party that can do that. Donald Trump is not one of them. We need to make a strong case as Republicans and as conservatives going into November. Mm -hmm. Why voters should trust us. There is a great deal of distrust in this country right now with our institutions, with our leaders. We are not going to restore that trust with Donald Trump, but we can restore it with another candidate. And I'm hoping that the delegates in Cleveland are able to choose somebody that can articulate that message to the American people. I
1: agree
0: 100%. Okay, Wendy Day, GOP Delegate from Michigan, Rory Cooper, Managing Director with Purple Strategies and Senior Advisor to the Never Trump PAC. Thanks for being here and talking about this uh, issue. Uh, We'll try to check in with both of you next week uh, during the convention to see how things are going. Sounds great. Yeah. Look forward to it. All right. Coming up next, we are going to talk about the role of tech entrepreneurship here in Detroit. Ned Stabler, CEO of Tech Town, is here. Stay with us on Detroit Today.